1: Welcome to Storybrook Weekly Mirror, the unofficial once upon a time internet radio show exclusively on PoppyChuloRadio.com. Poppy, Chulo Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, October 31st, 2016. Happy Halloween, listeners, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap review and dissect the latest episode of once upon a time later on in the broadcast get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit abc series' casting scoops spoilers and ratings please welcome my co-hosts first up katie
2: hey guys i am really excited to talk about the episode with you
1: awesome awesome and uh, last but not least priscilla rocha
3: Hey guys. Also super excited to wa- to talk about the episode. Watching it, loved it.
1: Very cool. So, let's get into it everyone. Let's jump into our recap of season 6 episode 6, which was titled Dark Waters and aired on October 30th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Emma tries to convince Aladdin to work with Jasmine to help Agrabah, while Regina teams up with Snow and David to free Archie from Zelina. The evil shows suspicion between Henry and Hook, even as Mr. Gold reminds her of his most important lesson. Meanwhile, in the past, Hook finds himself kidnapped by the mysterious Captain Nemo and held captive inside his legendary submarine, the Nautilus. Alright everyone, let's get everyone's initial reaction and uh, we'll start off with Priscilla.
3: This was one of the prettiest episodes I've seen. Like, CGI-wise, like, cinematography, like costume everything was really pretty and the writing like wasn't all that bad besides like a couple of stuff like with the evil being like kind of boring like everything else was really good i really liked this episode
1: katie what about you what are your initial reactions to the episode
2: i agree i agree completely um it just it was it was done so well i loved the feel of the episode and the cgi the costume and the writing was fantastic there were some really good plot twists in there that i did not call at all and it shocked me and i mean most of the time i can kind of call a plot twist but i did not call this one at all beforehand and so it shocked me genuinely and it, i I was really happy for it, so I'm really excited to talk about it. There's just one thing about the episode that, like, just made me cringe, but that was it. That was the one part. If I just cut that out, it would have been, like, an absolutely perfect episode.
1: Okay, interesting. See, for me, it was an okay episode. I'm not as... uh I don't know, as enthusiastic about it as all of you, I thought it was just okay. There were a lot of elements that I really liked, but at the end of it, it was, I don't know, maybe because this season has been so great and I have a lot of expectations for episodes, maybe I put too, too much sort of uh, expectations with this episode that I felt a little underwhelmed, but it was just an okay episode for me. It was a decent episode, but just okay. Okay. So, I guess we'll get into it, but before we do get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Once Upon a Time, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us.
0: Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. Twitter and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychulareadyo.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundmecom radio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at PoppyChulaRadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrook Weekly Mirror and subscribe.
1: Thanks, announcer. So, quick shout-out to the opening uh, title card sequence, which features a kraken in the forest. And that was pretty damn awesome. Because it was it all was. wrapped up in the trees, and it was very cool (laughs) so we start off in the past but this isn't the past that we usually see we usually see like past 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 way 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 in the past this was an interesting bit of the past this was during the period of the original dark curse so as we recall hook was not affected by the dark curse he was in the bubble in cora's bubble you can take that to mean whatever you want that to mean. And um Hook is on the cr- the Jolly Roger and he's yelling at his crew and uh there's even a shout out to Mr. Smee because remember Mr. Smee got sucked up with the original curse and he was in Storybrooke. And uh Hook is uh in the middle of um of you know the the crew is, is He's in the middle of a tiff because the crew isn't going moving fast, and and he's like, you know, around the fastest ship in all the realm, and all this and that. And and then there's a crew member that starts giving him snark, basically. And uh, Hook realizes that this is a stowaway, someone who has snuck aboard the vessel. And just as Hook is about to uh, basically kill this unwanted guest something appears underwater and uh hook is like it's a sea creature when in reality it's a submarine and uh the man basically is like no this isn't a sea creature that's ba- my vessel and uh you know and he ba- he pushes hook aboard or on top of the submarine and he jumps in after him and hook wakes up aboard the nautilus and, uh, he meets the person that was a stowaway on his ship, and it is revealed that he is Captain Nemo. And, uh, he wants Hook to help him out with a mission. And, uh, he shows him this enchanted, uh, uh, harpoon blade or spear blade that, uh, points him to, uh, basically lost souls that, um, he uh, collects to be a part of this family aboard the nautilus and nemo's aware of hook's vengeance against uh, the dark one aka the crocodile and he says that he knows this feeling too he he has had this feeling of revenge but once he uh, achieved the revenge you know nothing filled his heart so they end up heading into these caverns and uh, Hook and Nemo search the area, and Hook makes friends with a crewman, and uh, the crewman tells Hook that he himself had wanted revenge as well on the person who killed his family, but, you know, Nemo found him and took him in, and now he's got this family with Nemo. Hook appeared to want to leave uh, the cavern because they're intent on finding this chest and they they found this chest but obviously Hook isn't there to help them find a chest he's not interested in helping them at all so Hook was about to leave when a uh, giant kraken attacks Hook and uh he gets help from the crewmen as well as Nemo. Nemo uses a spear on this gigantic squid, and uh, they save Hook. So back aboard the Nautilus, Nemo opens the treasure chest, and uh, inside the chest there is a key. And we've seen these this type of key before. Nemo calls it uh, the uh, the um, the means to which to uh, visits the mysterious island where he can start a new life as well as all of his crewmen who have become his family so during their conversation uh, you know he's nemo keeps pressing hook you know you should come with us you should be a part of this family you can start your life all over again you don't have to worry about this vengeance hook recognizes a blade on nemo's Uh, desk and he's like where'd you get that and uh, it uh, belongs to one of the crewmen and he discovers that the crewman is his half-brother Liam aka uh, we saw in the past that Hook killed uh, his father um, uh, while Liam while Liam 2.0 was asleep that's the best way to say it I think Hook decides to leave, so he wouldn't face Liam, Nemo tries to stop him, but Liam discovers the truth, and in uh, sort of like the commotion of trying to get to Hook to, you know, enact his revenge on Hook, Liam ends up stabbing Nemo, and uh, Hook leaves, and uh, uh, Liam blames Hook, Uh, For his vengeance and for what happened to Nemo. Boom, boom, boom. And this is where we'll pause with with the flashback. So let's discuss this. Let's talk all about Hook and his fantastic voyage on the Nautilus. With uh, Captain Nemo and uh, apparently Liam 2.0. Katie, what are your thoughts on the flashback?
0: I
2: super enjoyed the flashback. Like, it just... First of all, the submarine was super cool, and the CGI they did was fantastic. Like, it didn't, most of the time on the show, you could notice that at CGI, but I honestly didn't notice it too much this time. I thought it it looked super realistic, it was really pretty. Um, It was like a different. (laughs) It was so different from what we're used to seeing in the flashbacks where it's, you know, centered around the Enchanted Forest and um, it, it doesn't look like anything modern day or anything from this world. And this, you know, kind of sort of resembled that in the fact that um, 20,000 Leagues took place in the past, I guess you could say, in our world. So it was really interesting to kind of put that into the Enchanted Forest world. Um but that was really cool, and Captain Nemo was super cool as well. I thought he did such a good job playing the character um, and just like a fun little side reference uh, after Hook first opened the hatch to see out in, um, like a finding dory fish a finding dory. <laughs> a Dory fish.
1: Well, that is a movie too.
2: It's it's very true. But like the fish from finding Dory swam by and then Captain Nemo like walked down the (laughs) stairs. And that was really funny to me. It's, it was kind of like, you know, a little, little poke at, um, At Finding Nemo, I guess you could say.
1: And Um, Finding Dory.
2: And Finding Dory as well. So you got both of those in there in a clever way, which was fun. Um, But the thing that I was not expecting at all from this episode, which surprised me so much, was getting Liam 2.0. Like We got a continuation of that story, which I didn't think we'd ever get. Honestly, I thought that would be a storyline they would just drop. Um, but they didn't, which was super exciting. I was not expecting it. It kind of like first of all, they gave the reference he gave the reference to his brother and I was like, Oh wow, they're actually referencing him. Um, I didn't expect him to do that or whatever and then I kind of started feeling like, wait, there's gotta be a reason they're doing this and why did they go over this first mate story and all of that and Then uh, they revealed that he was Liam 2.0, and I was not expecting that. That was such a plot twist. They actually brought him into the show and, like, continued that storyline, which is really exciting to me. I don't know why, but it was something I was was hoping they would touch on, and they they did, and it didn't disappoint, in my opinion. So I really enjoyed it. I love the backstory. It was super cool yeah
1: Yeah. a lot of the internet had a problem with that for a second they were confused they were like how is he old and you know when does this take place and i'm like didn't you read like the text in the beginning like people right. <laughs> focus focus it was it's like ha- uh halloween eve pre-halloween like y'all should not have been sugar rushing at that time like what? read what it says at the beginning <laughs>
3: I, I know people that didn't keep up with Once Upon a Time season one because of all like the flashback and flash forward that it was hard to like keep track of the timeline. So I could see why people were confused. Like it took. But me that didn't happen make, in like, season one, though. It took me like two seconds. No, no, I was just talking about how. Um, oh,
1: just in general.
3: Yeah, in general, like the the flashes forward and the flashes back, like, and that they're not exactly sequential. Like that that. Confused people, and considering this is what like, this is seasons past already. Like I could see why people had difficulties. It took me a while. Like I, I remember being like, wait, if it, it, he's isn't he supposed to be like asleep under a bubble right now? Like why is he? up inside of a ship, oh wait, like, Neverland was supposed to happen still, so this is around this sandwiched part of time, like, okay, I get it now, but it, it like, it takes you a while to remember, there's so much lore, but I'm just really glad, like Katie said, that they didn't drop the Liam storyline, or Liam part 2.0, like, we got to see what happened with, Lee, with Liam 1 last season, and this season, we get to see Liam 2, so, like, it feels balanced somehow although I'm just going to critique the show a little bit in the fact that they do a really good job of casting so family kind of has like a like a resemblance like Emma and Mary Margaret kind of have the same chin you see a little bit of similarities between Emma and Henry you see similarities between like Rumpel and all like both of his sons and like Henry like slightly but you didn't really see that with liam and hook and liam too like i, I didn't he really had his mother's yeah i think so <laughs> yeah
1: that's the only thing that i can think of because the mom is different so maybe that's and, and also maybe they didn't want to make him that obvious you know if you find mm-hmm. you know some really dark-haired someone, brooding guy like, what yeah yeah
3: so. i i i, I th- I saw that, but that's the only thing that really kind of bothered me. I'm like, we don't see any of the Jones family in this guy. Like, we need to see more, for lack of a better word, we need to see more hotness. Like, that That was not, <laughs> that, that was not there. <laughs> but, like, not to say that this guy isn't, like, attractive, but there's a certain roguish charm that the, ro- that the Jones brothers have that he just didn't. But in any case, like, I felt that, that storyline between like fathers and sons and adoptive fathers to their sons and the concept of revenge being cyclical where even if you get rid of someone it doesn't necessarily appease you and all it does is start a cycle of vengeance like for someone new against you like this I loved those themes going about it and god Nemo was a great like father figure and captain the I I was just a part of me was like yeah be part of his crew and another like more rebellious sides like you're a captain of your own crew Captain Hook leave like it 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 was great if it if if a backstory can make me feel something as opposed to just being really bored I, I consider it a success and this was definitely a success to me
1: I thought the uh, the Nautilus set, much like what Katie said, was gorgeous. I mean, that was awesome, and like the whole steampunky outfits was really neat as well. I wish that we would have gotten a little bit more backstory, like from where they're from, because I don't believe that they're from the Enchanted Forest. Because Hook was even like confused as to what the Nautilus was in the beginning, so they have to be from somewhere else. I'm gonna guess. I Mm -hmm. I would think so I wish yeah yeah I wish that we would have gotten an answer to that because obviously like that kind of stuff isn't seen in the enchanted forest so or maybe he was elsewhere maybe he was you know in different waters you know traveling somewhere else maybe he had a bean or something and it took him to a different realm but i, I wish that we would have gotten a, just a little bit of an answer as to like where they were from as opposed to like where they were headed i did like you know the the shadow to like mysterious island and, and that kind of thing i thought that was really neat when they opened the case and i was like oh it's a key i was like you know cinderella had one in her freaking um attic <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> like like I, I like that like some people seem to have like really easy access to this key and uh some people apparently you know you have to like work your ass off to like get this key I thought that was it was interesting uh I thought the person that they picked to play Nemo was really good uh the Liam 2.0 thing was a very interesting plot twist. It was unexpected. I don't I don't think any of us uh, at the start of the episode, at least in the very first scene of the um the Nautilus, we would have guessed that uh, Liam 2.0 was going to be involved in uh, this flashback. And I did like that we got a chance to see Hook during the curse. I I thought, you know, that was like a nice um like lost chapter or whatever you want to call it that we hadn't seen like we've seen a lot of hook pre-curse and that kind of stuff so it was great to see him like during the curse and what he was doing and uh yeah i mean i thought it was a it was a decent story i thought the effects were neat i thought the kraken was like pretty damn awesome I thought that was a really cool uh, bit of mm-hmm. CGI, and I love that we was. had a lot of. I love that we had a lot of close-ups of it too. It made it seem. Yeah. It was like very, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean.
3: Yeah, it was I, super cool. Yeah, they don't have a lot of money for for like CG and TV most of the time, but this was nice. This was clean. This was like not. I, I don't know. This was the equivalent of that dude from the demon-looking thing, like, that CGI, like, that looked really nice, like, Mm -hmm. two seasons ago. So this, this kind of steps it up, like, to that, especially, like, the detail. A part of me, for a quick second, thought that that might have been, like, the Leviathan from the comic Out of the Past that once did, with, like, the backstory to Hook. So I'm glad that that it was the Kraken instead, because that would have been, like, okay, so that's not canon either? I, I, I... Mm-hmm. that would have confused me but ha- did anyone think when he's talking to Nemo when Hook says no one will ever replace and he pauses for a little bit did, th- did any of you think he was going to say Mila cause, cause yeah, I, I was I'm pretty like, sure. shit like,
1: no yeah cause he was all happened. like my family was ripped out of my hands because of the crocodile mm-hmm. and I was like please mm-hmm. oh god but we have to remember he was in that mindset. You know, that yeah. was his vengeance.
3: Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, uh, although, like, she who who she who she shall not be named, please don't name her on the show anymore. She's <laughs> dead. She's gone. No, it's all about... <laughs> uh, I, I, like, the, the Captain Swan in me is strong, because I, I did not want to hear about that. Even though we're flashing <laughs> back to, like, his vengeance times. And I'm just going to be a little critical and say evil hook is a lot more interesting to me and to see than what we're seeing of present day evil queen and selena like it feels kind of like they're mustachioed l- villains like kind of twirling and going <laughs> in the background like they're not legitimately evil for evils like for a reason for a cause they're just kind of sprouting like mischief and stuff and that's not that's not cool so i liked seeing a bit of a badass this episode
2: yeah Mm Mhm.
1: all right now so let's get into the present day storyline and there were multiple present day storylines this episode which uh, made for an interesting bit of a you know, goings-on in uh, the present-day world of uh, Once Upon a Time. So let's start off with uh, the short storyline in the beginning, which is uh, the rescue of Archie, which, it was interesting. It only took like five minutes, but it it made it into the synopsis, the press release. I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) there's that. So... In storybook regina stands outside of Zelina's farmhouse calling out the evil queen the evil queen pops out uh, and uh you know they get into uh, you know just a conversation basically regina's like you know you did all you did but it just brought a- us closer together you know you're failing this or the other Zelina goes outside and the evil queen is suspicious she's like You know, this isn't really your style. This is my style. Why are you gloating? And so while they're complaining about gloating, inside, they're unaware that uh, Snow and Charming are freeing Archie, who's still in his cricket form, and they succeed, but uh, Baby uh, uh, Sweet Pea, aka Baby Robin, starts cooing and crying, which draws uh, Zelina and the Evil Queen's attention away, and so they return to the house, and they give uh, Snow and David a warning. She, she's uh she being the evil queen is ready to uh, fireball uh, snow and charming but uh regina poofs in just at the right time and regina's like how is this for timing and uh they poof out we don't know where the cricket went though the, the archie sort of like flew away which i was like you should have gone well he's been in snow's bosom before but like he should have hidden somewhere on snow or something <laughs> Remember when he was in her bosom?
2: yeah, that's right, I remember
1: that. okay. We had a whole discussion about that a couple seasons ago. <laughs> listeners, go download that if you'd like papachulo dot com slash archives so um let's talk about this short storyline, the rescue of Archie wasn't it fast? I'm just saying it was,
3: I'm it was kinda, pretty fast I'm kind of glad it is just because yeah, I hate this whole dragging out of we don't know, what's the plan? Like, three episodes later, like, a, a simple plan is enacted that could have been done in, like, five minutes. This was good. And for, it, it kind of reminds you of that line that Grumpy said, that, like, we're not here for you all the time, like, we get shit done. And they did. Regina, like, was masterful in how, like, she just kind of deflected all of the sarcasm that the evil queen was handing out. It was just like, you know what? It doesn't matter, I don't have to be flashy. Like, I, I, I'm i still getting the job done here. The w- yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And oh, we finally get to, like, everybody knows now that Zelina's been helping the Evil Queen, but again, like, it feels like the only thing you've done that's evil is give the Evil Queen room and board and make your baby, like, a new mobile so she can look at it. But that's it. Like, <laughs> you're, you can't say, I'm wicked. Again, like, wicked implies more. Like, you killed Neil when you were wicked, and this time, like, right? it, it's not as good. Like, I, I want to see... I don't know. Girl, I you wa- gotta
2: step up your game.
3: <laughs> yeah, I want to see the evil queen that sent children to die at the, with, for the gingerbread witch just so she could get something. I want to see the wicked witch that forced Stiltskin, the Stiltskin into slavery like to be able to use his brain later like th- these are the women i want to see not not people going to the spa like <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh.
1: Well, there's that. I'm a little bit of the opposite. I, I don't mind seeing the evil queen doing evil things, and I do agree she has to step her game up. I really don't want to see that from Zelina, because I do at one point want her to be redeemed, because I, I feel like they've been heading in that direction for a while now. and I So I don't want to see her... Doing wicked things because that's just going to be another hurdle for her to get over, as far as like having to redeem her for doing all the stuff that she was doing with the evil queen. I'm perfectly fine with her, you know, giving her room and board, you know, turning the cricket into a cricket and that kind of thing, but I I really don't want her to do anything else, to be quite honest.
3: You're such a nice person, Jeffrey.
1: Well, that's not being nice. I just, I'd rather actually see progression in her storyline and her getting a redemptive arc as opposed to what they do to Rumple, which is give him a little bit of redemption then not. Give him a little bit of redemption then not. Like I don't want her to be stuck in that horrible cycle. I'd rather her get a little bit more of like the Regina slash Hook treatment where they're tempted by the dark side but they don't end up not really doing anything and it doesn't affect their redemption. I just don't want repetition again to be quite I, honest.
3: Again I don't know whether like I'm tired of her like and it's t- I, and I, believe me I'm one of the my pretties too like I completely like I love Selena, but I'm seeing that whole thing where like it, you it's worse than repetition because it's a flawed like grayish version of like a truly like dark evil like black-souled character like we we. We're getting nothing when we should be getting something, either in one direction or the other. She either goes full out, like, I'm trying to be better, or she goes full out evil. I want to see her make up her damn mind.
1: I can agree with you on that mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like
2: something has to happen with her character. She can't just sit around sipping whatever with Regina, or sorry, the Evil Queen. And going to the spa. Even though they're fun little scenes and it's it's interesting to see them in that light. But like something has to happen either way to push her story along. So she's not there just for a few random little scenes that don't bring much to the story, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. She needs to do something.
1: Yeah. And I'm having a lot of faith in the writers this season because
2: mm-hmm, yeah. as
1: we've mentioned like they're bringing stuff back they're making stuff work so I'm going to assume that they have something planned for mm-hmm. Zelina
2: yeah exactly for sure
1: so let's get into another one of the shorter storylines this episode and uh, we start off with uh, Aladdin and Jasmine and uh, he's he's being convinced by Jasmine to help him save Agrabah. But Aladdin, once again, is like, you know, I don't see myself as a savior. You know, I, I use the shears. I'm not a savior anymore. You know, what can I do? And this, that, or the other. So uh, he ends up leaving. And Jasmine ends up uh, calling Emma for help with Aladdin. So Emma tracks Aladdin. You know, he's getting ready to steal... Um, well, he he did steal the possessions of a car, and um, Emma ends up, you know, taking him to uh, the, um, the town line. And uh, she shows him the uh, Welcome to storybrook sign. And she's like, what do you see? And he's like, well, you know, it looks like it's been repaired. And uh, it must have been a drunk driver. And I was like, no, you know. No matter what uh, Regina was trying to do with her cider, it wasn't that, you know, I was, it was me, you know, I was running away. This was the first time that I was in Storybrooke and, uh, you know, I was, I was leaving and and that wasn't the first time that I ran from uh, basically my duties as a savior. And, uh, you know, I've done it many times. And so Aladdin opens up to Emma about Agrabah, and, and, and he feels that it was, you know, it, it was his fault. And so, you know, Emma's like, you have to take, all you know, basically all the good things and all the bad things that happened. You know, it, it is your responsibility as, as a savior. So they have just a, a great conversation about uh, being a savior and the duties, and um, you know the the guilt because of the ramifications and and uh, and that kind of thing. So when they return, Aladdin goes to Jasmine with some tea or something and apologizes. And he's like, you know what? I haven't had the chance to hear you out fully, but I'm I'm here for you. You know, we will save Agrabah. But Jasmine's like, well, there really isn't any Agrabah left. Uh, at one point, I went to a um, a nearby kingdom seeking help, and uh, when I came back, you know, I was caught up in a sandstorm. And, uh, Agrabah was gone.
3: Ooh, so it lends credence to your theory, which is totally going to be accurate, I feel. that Jafar? No, that Agrabah is, like, different, like, principalities within, like, a country. And that we might yeah. be able to see, like, other things, like, Genie J- like Jafar, like... Actually, come out in this thing. Maybe not guessing, but like mentioned at the very least. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
2: yeah,
1: yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Genie Jafar made uh, Agrabot disappear, and he's got it in a in a snow globe or something.
3: <laughs> I, I hope we get some more, some like Shirara's aid or like some Sinbad. Like we get some more like of tales from like that area like I-, I want to see like a thousand and one nights like i this this is this is perfect to bring up shit like this like i mm-hmm. want i want give it to me i want to see- <laughs> it would
2: be yeah
1: cool. but aladdin girl like you've been talking to this man for Oh, no, I don't want to say a while. But, like, every time you talk to him, you're like, we need to save Agrabah. Like, wouldn't you have, like, dropped the hint that Agrabah has, like, vanished or something from, like, the beginning? Mm -hmm. Because she's like, he's finally like, okay, let's save Agrabah. She's like, well, you know, there really isn't any Agrabah, so (laughs) I don't know what we're doing. Aw,
3: that's awful, but true. Like, yeah. We need to save Agrabah. Where is it? Six feet
1: under. We'll see that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I, we don't know if that's a thing anymore, but we're, you know.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious how they're going to save it with it being gone. Like, obviously, there's more information we do not know yet as to why Jasmine thinks that it can still be saved. Um, Considering that it's gone. So, I'm interested to hear more about this. Um,
1: yeah, and what does gone mean? Mm-hmm. Like, was it completely vanished? Was it in ruins? Exactly. Yeah. Jasmine, you're not good with the details.
3: Oh, no, oh, just spill she, it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> she leaves stuff mysterious. But, gosh, like another part of that scene the chemistry between them like it's just talking but like mm-hmm. they look really good together like it's they not do. only like I don't I don't even know how to like describe it I hope some one of you guys is a lot more articulate than I am they just look good together they do
1: they're adorable they
2: have such good chemistry with each other natural chemistry that plays off on the screen so well. And they make their characters super believable and not... Because, I mm-hmm. mean, it's easy with this material to make it sound just hokey and not real at all. And, I mean, I have to give credit to most of the actors, you know, all of the actors, I would say, on the show. Who have just made all of this material sound believable. And we can easily place it in our heads, um, And that's no exception to uh, the characters who, or the actors who play Jasmine and Aladdin. They've just, they've taken on the roles and really played them up so well. And their natural chemistry comes through and it just, it works so well on the screen. And they do. They just fit together so well. And you can tell there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of Um, I mean, it was interesting to me that Aladdin had to be pushed to talk to Jasmine. Um, So, I mean, there's a lot there that you can see that we need to expand upon, which is going to be the exciting part of their characters, I think, um, for sure, is getting to see more backstory and um, see them grow in present day. So I really, really enjoy them a lot.
3: Can I say, I'm so glad we see a dashing thief again, like, yes! we saw it with Balefire, we saw it with Scarlet, and now we're seeing it with Aladdin, like, exactly, and I love that he tried to do the same thing that Emma did, which yes! is, meet like, uh, a, a car, although his is a blue Miata, and I'm like, blue, like, genie, is that what you guys are trying to do, but I'm reaching <laughs> Fuck, too much into this, but... I love that, and I liked seeing sassy Emma again, where she's just kind of like, I wasn't asking, follow me, like, and Yes. Like... And, they, the... and they, too, those two play off of each other very well, too, which I love. The switching of the roles, too, like, mm-hmm. we we started thinking, like, okay, Aladdin was a savior, he's going to be teaching her, like, the tricks and the ropes to surviving. But no, she's teaching him how to be a better savior hmm exactly.
2: It's so interesting, and I'm so glad that they're writing it the way that they are,
3: because it just...
1: Yeah, they're helping yeah. each other out, mm-hmm. which is interesting.
3: Exactly. Makes, it's super cool. makes me wonder if this season we're going to play a little bit into fate, the threads of it, and whether or not it's your choices that enact, like, change, or whether, like, because you've rejected your role, you're not going, like... It's not going to happen or it has to play out. Is it some sort of Oedipus thing where no matter what you do, fate always comes into play and does what it needs? Or do you have a choice? Like, it it would be mm-hmm. interesting to see Aladdin choose to be a savior again and the threads to come back. Like, that it wouldn't have mattered had he, like, that, that he snipped them off with the scissors. Like, that would be interesting for me to see.
2: Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm liking the storyline, even though it's sort of in the background, and we're not getting a lot of details, mm-hmm. which I get because there's so much else yeah. going on. But it's it's a really interesting storyline. This whole thing with the savior and bringing in a whole lot more savior mythology and
2: another with
1: uh, Aladdin.
2: Another cool thing that I liked about this section with Aladdin and Emma is that she, we kind we brought it back to the pilot again six seasons later bringing it back to the pilot with uh with the sign and how it's been repaired and that was just it was cool i'm so glad that they added that in um to remind us how far emma has come and to see her helping someone through her experiences that we've seen on the show so i i really like that i appreciate that a lot i'm gonna send
3: this out into the ether maybe i have like the same amount of like power deep within me that like Jeffrey did and say <laughs> please explain the wolf like storyline the fact that like a wolf has come mm. out onto the street mm. more than once with Emma and stopped it like we see kind of like a glimmering of this and that like no I hit like the sign and it wasn't Regina's fault I'm like well it was a wolf on the street like we need to find out where the hell yeah. that was <laughs> it's true it, th- that's a good point good point
1: I like that. You have the power, my dear. You have the power.
3: <laughs> no, it's
1: It is Halloween. Everyone has the power. It's very
3: once on a time you have to say dearie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you have to say juicy.
3: Woohoo! Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <Yay>. <laughs> that was for you, Brittany, wherever you are. She's on the Nautilus right now.
3: Yep.
2: Going on some adventures.
1: Yes. <laughs> Alright, so Let's pick up on the main storyline, because that kind of leads us into uh, sort of like one or two other sort of like smaller storylines that happened in this episode. So while Emma is out searching for Aladdin, Henry, he's home with Hook. Uh, they get into this whole thing over Pop-Tarts, which was fantastic <laughs> was. because the, the stank look on Henry's face as Hook tossed his pop tarts was hashtag classic that's
2: why he was was very teen the whole time because he threw away his pop tarts yes
1: especially if it was the strawberry kind i'm just saying
3: you know i wouldn't mind throwing away the pop tarts if we get a decent breakfast out of it but did you hear the breakfast he was thinking of that look that sounds (laughs) nasty that sounds gross. Well, mackerel
1: is fish. I mean, with that I don't think it would have been bad had he, well, with grapefruit. grapefruit I don't know about that. I but like grapefruit, grapefruit, I guess, is is for scurvy. Because he mentioned that. Because you need something citrusy out on the, the sea. <laughs> but I guess he's forgotten he's not out on the sea anymore. The mackerel might have been actually good if it was seasoned properly. I'm just saying. I don't know if, uh, yeah, fish with sea, with uh, grapefruit on the side. Maybe if you made some sort of, you know, you you sort of like there's like orange chicken you know if you would have done like grapefruit in the sauce or something maybe that would have been interesting but just mackerel with a side of grapefruit that's kind of a little odd (laughs) but uh yeah so henry (laughs) yes cooking with hook that would be a great Uh, Henry, of course, is pissed because of his Pop-Tart, so he takes the trash outside, and the Evil Queen appears, and uh, Henry is not having any of it, but the Evil Queen shows him something. Now, remember the golden shears that uh, Hook did not toss into the ocean? We, earlier in the episode, we saw Hook hide them in a toolbox in the shed. And so, the evil queen, with her magic, opens uh, the shed's doors and uh, tosses the toolbox to the ground. And she basically is like, you know, I want to show you the truth about your dear, you know, soon-to-be papa. And Henry's like, he's not my dad! And so, uh, he opens uh, the uh, toolbox and uh, he sees uh, the... uh, shears inside of the box instead of uh, you know what Hook had told Emma that he tossed them out into the sea so Hook looks for Henry and uh, ends up you know going outside and into the shed and when he sees that the toolbox is open he realizes that uh, Henry knows the truth so Henry is out at the docks and for some reason Hook knows that that's where Henry is. I guess, you know, Henry's like trying to complete the mission and so Hook realizes that and so Hook stops Henry from throwing the shears into the ocean and Henry of course is furious with Hook about why did you lie to Emma and this, that, the other and out of nowhere the Nautilus appears uh, uh, there in uh, the um at the docks, and as they're about to flee, uh, two crewmen from the Nautilus take Hook and Henry hostage and bring them on to the submarine. On board as prisoners, Hook opens up to Henry about uh, his father and 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 this that or the other, and how his father had abandoned him and Neil, Liam, and um, how he killed his father knowing that his father had remarried and also had a new son uh who's also named Liam much like his brother and um you know he he tells Henry that that was too much for him to handle and uh at one point Henry tells Hook that he's not his family and you know this is all your fault and you should have gotten rid of the shears in the first place and whatever 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 but uh they end up you know when when hook opens up to henry they they end up sort of bonding a little bit and uh the, the two of them do find a way to escape because they use the golden shears to pick pocket or whatever you want to call it um i don't even know how they did it they use the shears to open the door i guess and um they are about to escape but there's only one suit to uh, escape with. So Hook insists that Henry use it to alert Emma. And after he escapes, Hook is confronted by his half-brother, Liam, Liam 2.0, who explains that uh, Hyde took Nemo... When they arrived in the Mysterious Island. Revealing that the Mysterious Island was the land of untold stories. And uh, now that they return. That uh, Nemo is probably dead. Because his story had to continue on with uh, the wound that he had. So I don't know why they didn't fix the wound in the land of untold stories. But that's a whole other story that will be untold I guess. So Henry... Uh, Ends up returning, you know, just as Liam is ready to kill Hook. But Henry says, please, please. And that distracts Liam, (laughs) which allows (laughs) Hook to knock his brother out. And we'll stop right here. Because Henry had the power of please, which I was like, really? Like, (laughs)
3: I liked that. Really?
1: That was so cheesy cornball. I was here for it. Like, I I didn't, you know, I can make fun of it because I thought it was so ridiculous because he was just like, please. And I'm like, you couldn't have picked up a harpoon or something. Like, threaten the dude. You're like threatening him with please. Like, it's, it like, No, it was very Henry, but it was like very Henry, like eight year old Henry. And this is like 42 year old Henry, you know, who's got, uh, (laughs) you know, a job as an accountant and he's married and he's got five kids to feed.
3: Wow. I don't know. I just, I liked the fact that he says, please, and it would probably be something like an eight year old would say, but I think Liam flashes back to what he would have said to somebody who was threatening his father and killing him, like, please, please don't do this. Like, he's powerless. Like, he, there's nothing he could have done. Like, even if he threw the spear, like, the dagger was already pressed to Hook's neck. Like, he was going to die. The only thing you can say is, please don't do this. So I, I appreciated it. But what, <laughs> what, like, a part of me was, like, not here for, and I think it's because, like, I don't like teens. Is the whole you're not my real dad? Don't tell me what to do. Like that's t- <laughs> storyline, like. Uh, Henry, grow the hell up! What? What? Why? <laughs> Th- this this storyline is ridiculous. What I did appreciate was him being there for his mom and being like, "No, are you gonna force her? Or did you have these sh- the, like these scissors like to make her?" Not be that because she's a savior, that's what she's here for. that's that's what like it's part of her. she's my mom. like I love the savior like the the operation savior like that that whole dynamic between mother and son and that he's protective of her makes sense to me and I, I think I had to like talk about this before with a friend like why why was Henry so? up in arms with Hook and then I remember back to the kid who was really happy that his mom like was with him for that one year together when it wasn't anyone else just those two and how he kind of like didn't like it when his mom asked if she could ask Hook out. He He's used to being with his mom. He He's used to it being like them two against the world so to have someone else infringe on that to have someone else try and take the role of Neil is not something that he wants and it's not something Hook wants either which I appreciate so much he's not like I want to be part of your family like I want to like fulfill that role no he's like I I realize it's hard and with your permission like I'd like to start like making amends and maybe being part of this like I I love that Trite, like you're not my dad. Like story aside, this this was this was nice. This was heartwarming. hmm I agree. I really liked
2: in this episode um, the the procre- the progression we saw between Hook and Henry during the whole plot that played out. Um, we saw Henry obviously very angry. I mean. I can get why he was angry, uh, but he was also pulling a teen attitude and not listening clearly to the real reasons why Hook kept the shears. Um, And, you know, then they ended up going through this whole adventure together, and I loved one of the most touching scenes that I really enjoyed in this episode was when Hook gave him the last diving suit I guess you could say and Henry finally realized it towards the end he's like wait why aren't you suiting up and he's like there's only one helmet and it, you know she he didn't want Emma to lose Henry specifically because of the path that they have and how much they mean to each other and how important Emma and Henry are to each other and how much she loves him and that was that showed a lot to Henry specifically um, about how Hook has changed and how he is integrating himself into their lives, but not being pushy about it. Um, And I just, it was a really touching scene. And obviously he's going to start to accept Hook a little bit more and not be totally against it. Um, not that he totally was before, but he is still kind of eh about it just because he loves his mom a lot and he doesn't want to see her get hurt. Um, but it just we saw so much character progression from Hook. Like if you look back at some of his uh, his first seasons in the show to now, there's so much change. Even seeing him based on the flashbacks to story- to present day, storybook, um, in this episode alone, you see a lot of character progression. And I appreciate that Colin can play the two different types of his character in the same episode and make it believable. Um I just I, I really like his character and I like how far he's come and all of the all of the progression that we've seen. He's made himself try to be a better person by being the better man. And being honest about his past being brutally honest about who he was and not trying to deny who he was um, and trying to make up for it so I really appreciate his character for that specifically
1: please sorry (laughs) oh Oh, Henry wow the power of please compels you
3: it does (laughs) Haven't you ever heard, like, the magic word is please?
1: Well, and thank you, but I think you gotta use them both. But maybe Henry has the power of just Mm -hmm. please squared.
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes.
1: Good grief.
3: I'm just really glad that, like, this story played out the way it did. And I'm still so confused at people online saying that this is, like, an apologist for murder i'm like he didn't like this doesn't erase the fact that he killed his father this doesn't like it like liam didn't say well i like no matter what you did you're my brother no it's that he has a new family now and he's learned to move past it not necessarily like erase it from his memory like this Mm -hmm. is completely different things and that Hook aunt, aunt is still I. an asshole for, for me, like that. But he's he's changed. He's a he's a better he, he's mm-hmm. trying to be different. Mm-hmm. Which is more than I can say for some characters. Ain't that
1: the <laughs> truth. We're gonna get to those characters. <laughs> in just a moment so let's continue on with sort of this and that uh, wrapping things up here and there and and teeny tiny little storylines from the rest of the episode so at the hospital snow and, and, uh, Charming, or I should say, uh, Snow meets Charming there when, um, he, you know, ends up finding one of the new denizens from the Land of Untold Stories. He, this, this gentleman has been seriously injured. He was found out in the forest and Snow's worried because, uh, these people from the Land of Untold Stories, like, arrived, uh, several days ago. So he's been out there all this time and uh so this man is heading into surgery. this mysterious person hint hint, and so snow, while at the hospital, sees Bell in a waiting room, and um, she's ready to see her first ultrasound and uh she seems to be a little bit torn at the fact that uh she has to do this without gold and uh you know, she's like, if I'm doing this now without him, you know, will I be able to keep him out of my child's life? And this, that, or the other. And she even ends up confessing to to uh, Snow that uh, in uh, the dream world, uh, her, her baby was against gold. So, like, how how is she going to be able to handle this? You know, what is she going to do, basically? And Snow is like, you know, do you want to forgive him? Like, do you want him to be a part of your baby's life and uh... bell is uh, conflicted she isn't sure because uh, after the ultrasound she's given two copies of the image and she said you know standard procedure and uh... and yeah so she doesn't know what to do basically she doesn't know her next step as of yet While all that's going on, Gold is uh, visited by the evil queen, and he starts catching on to her deception uh, involving uh, the shears. Uh, He calls them the shears of destiny. And he wants the shears because he wants to change the destiny of his unborn child. Which, I don't know how you do that, because, like, do you snip your own hair, or do you have to, like, wait until he's born, and then, like, (laughs) cut the little hair that he's born with? Like, I'm confused. (laughs) But he wants to acquire the shears to change the destiny of his unborn child. But uh, the evil queen lies and says that they're gone. So later on, after their adventure on the Nautilus, Hook visits Liam at the hospital. And uh, Liam gets to the point to where, you know, he basically calls like a ceasefire, you know, a truce, uh, a a peace treaty, basically, with Hook. He's like, you know, we're okay, you know, I'm not going to do the vengeance thing anymore i understand I, I, I wish nemo was here to see this and then uh, bum, the unidentifiable patient was captain nemo who will survive after surgery and treatment and uh nemo and liam share sort of like a father least son type of moment you know as they're both uh in the same hospital room. Hook comes clean to Emma about the shears and uh, he says though you know that Henry and him did dispose of them for good on the Nautilus. They put it in uh, the same treasure chest that uh, the uh, uh, key to the Land of untold Stories was and they tossed it into the ocean deep 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 and no one will be able to retrieve it this that, or the other and uh, Emma is understanding of uh, Hook. She forgives him and she basically says, "You know what? I would have done the same thing. Uh, so I completely understand." And uh, they embrace. And I've got to say, I didn't mention this, but Emma looked gorgeous in this episode. I liked the 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 outfit that she yes. had on. That was really pretty. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I really liked the red um, in the dress. And I would call it crimson. Having her hair pulled back, simply. Well, there you go. No, I
1: don't know. I'm okay. just whatever picking.
2: <laughs> A deep red.
1: Yeah, it was really pretty. It was really nice. <laughs> but it was great yeah, to see her out of like action then, gear. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Because we always see her in like either leather jacket, boots, you know, stuff like that. So seeing her in something a little bit more feminine, quote unquote, I guess to say, with the dress, I always appreciate. I like Yeah. Well.
3: I kind of wonder if it was cold because I remember seeing season two um, DVD commentary and they're like i had to wear this coat from last season into this season but we filmed in the summer so it was really hot and i just wanted to get rid of it she has three layers on i really hope it was
1: cold. yeah they <laughs> wear oh, these hot would, uh, pouches uh as well i don't know what they are and i don't know what they're called but in commentaries i learned about it they they were like these like these pouches uh, that that heat up when it's cold uh, which, like, they're always fighting over, like, you know, who has how many pouches of the things to heat them up when it's cold. Which I feel bad for them, because they don't really... Unfortunately, Storybook doesn't really seem to go through the seasons, and, and even if they would, they're always filming the majority of it when it's cold up in Canada. So I, I would feel bad for them yeah, if they have exactly. to wear any summer-type clothing, which, yeah...
3: That conversation with Snow and Belle felt so sad. Yeah, like, it's mm-hmm. that whole like single mom thing, like where like you're proud that they're doing it, but you feel kind of bad because it's supposed to be like a joyous, momentous occasion that could be shared between two individuals, and it's not in this case. Like the father isn't necessarily there, and I I, sw- I could believe that when she said. Do you want to forgive him? And she says, well, I'm not sure I could hear the collective groans of thousands of people across the world (laughs) watching this because I was like, why? Why are you considering forgiving him? No, this is the start of a bad chapter. Damn it. But that's that's it. That's all I had to say. Oh, and Belle looked beautiful. She She did. She is a beautiful pregnant woman. Yes. Even though she's not pregnant anymore, like in real life, just there, like she is glowing. She's gorgeous. I appreciate
2: the wardrobe department, especially with her character. I always feel like I wish I could just buy her wardrobe Aww. because I love. Oh, her so
1: much. okay. No, I thought, I totally misunderstood that for a moment. I was I thought you you were saying I wish you that you wish you could buy her wardrobe. <laughs> like I was like, oh, leave the bookworm alone. Like she knows how to dress. <laughs> No,
2: I yeah, love you it so I want to
1: buy her wardrobe. Right, I get it now.
2: Yes, yeah, so I want to
1: yeah. buy it for myself. There you go. Well, you yeah. never know. She might have a garage sale at some point.
2: It's true. You never yeah. know.
1: So continuing on with Belle. Belle does end up dropping a picture of the ultrasound at the door of the pawn shop. But, lady, you should have opened the door. Because inside, the evil queen visits and seduces gold. And, uh, she ends up making out with Gold, and Gold is asking her, like, because she's like, oh, I, I remember the lesson that you taught me, you have to go with what you want the most, and so she ends up kissing Gold, and Gold is like, um... you want me and she's like no she's like i want the 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 one thing that i want the most is uh snow white's heart and so she basically does a deal i guess it was sealed with a kiss because she retrieved the, the shears from the bottom of the ocean she's like i still have some sea creatures that are my friends and um even though she had told Henry earlier that she didn't want them. Um, she ends up giving them two gold. And so I guess now, with gold's help, she will get Snow's heart, I guess. Maybe. We'll see, because that's where the episode ended. And I'm like, oh, Belle, why didn't you open the door? Like, wouldn't that have been amazing had she opened the door? It would have been very Jerry Springer. But I would have loved it.
3: Yes. <laughs> it's oh, God. I was, I was thinking that it was going to be like when rumple went to see her and he saw that she was at the pawn shop like with scarlet like i was thinking the same thing was going to happen with her where she was going to peek at the window that's open and see like him kissing like regina or should i say the evil queen like we have to delineate that but like (laughs) oh god I I wretched so much. Right. <laughs> that seems like, like oh, why, <laughs> why I, it's not even a sexy kiss. Like, like, like. Okay, I could forgive a lot of things if like that kiss was like passion filled or like fiery or something. But it looked like she was trying to resuscitate a dead fish. Like that. Like she was trying to do some CPR. Like I did not like that kiss at all. Like it. it and these are like great actors. Like I, I expected. Like fiery chemistry to be there, but I I don't feel it. So, all I feel is awkward. It was so
2: awkward. Specifically, like, he... I mean, like, he didn't back away or anything. Or, you know, like, push her away. But, like, I mean, he kind of just, like, leaned back afterwards, like, what the heck? Uh, But it just... It was so gross. I was like, what the... Why, why? Ugh can we move past this? That this was the one part of the episode that just like if I could cut it out of the episode, it would be a perfect episode in my opinion. But this just like dragged it down. I was like, oh, I'm so sick of it. <laughs>
3: yeah. It was like a great loved, episode. In a
2: yeah. I love the scenes between Regina and Gold. I have always loved their scenes, but this is like nah. I'm not into it. It's so gross.
3: <laughs> Why? Why <laughs> was this necessary?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. The- yeah. I don't know if I approve of the Evil Queen with Rumple. That's just too much. And I, I hope that Regina doesn't have memories of this. Because I, you know, my whole theory is that they're gonna have to combine again. And that's just going to be very weird. Um, yeah, very weird.
3: Do you, do you think... I thought of two things, actually, that might happen now that the Shears are into play. That it actually might be that the Evil Queen tries to snip like her fate tied to Regina's. And something goes wrong with that because inevitably like shortcuts always lead to bad things. Or... That mm-hmm. Zelina's gonna want to do a shortcut thing into being like a good person and snips like her fate as the Wicked Witch with the oh, Shears. Oh
1: god, like, I I don't, I don't like any of that <laughs> at all. Because <on. laughs> I feel like that's such a cop out. Like, they int- now, now the, the Shears are a MacGuffin and a Deus Ex Machina. Like, it's both at the same time. Like, it just. No, like. I don't like
3: this show. Has done it when it sucked the dark ones out of Rumple and gave him a white, pure heart afterwards. Like so, they, they yeah, liked it, that it shit. just you it bothers
1: it. me because it's like they introduced the shears as being able to do one thing, and now all of a sudden Gold is like, oh well, you can also do this, and uh, I'm like, no, it's not like um uh, an exacto knife or not. not a, that would be a bad um so, analogy. It's that's it's not like you know um what do you call those things where it's got the nail clipper but it's also turns into like a a knife and like
3: it's not a freaking swiss army
1: Army knife knife, you know (laughs) you can't just like adapt (laughs) it to whatever the hell you want to do with it no it's a freaking shear, and you shouldn't be able to to, like change the life of now your son uh because he hates you
2: i wonder
1: are you gonna like cut the baby's hair in utero like what are you gonna do
2: <laughs> I'm wondering if Rumble wants them to change his fate. Like no, he never said. No, like, we're no, no. Because he like, wants the power. She's like, you want it for Belle. You want it for Belle and Morpheus, don't you? And he never like confirmed or denied it. Well, no. I mean, I know he wants. Yeah, the power. I-, I
1: can't see him giving up the power. Like his whole thing has been the power, power, power. Like... So like now he's gonna like snip himself mm-hmm. from the dark oneness. For Belle, like, he, you would think that he would, I don't know, like, if he was gonna do that, you'd think he would I, tell Belle, like, I want to snip my powers because I love you, and I've chosen to be with you even though the evil queen is trying to make out with me, I want you, <laughs> like, let snip my hair, uh, you know, uh, dearie, and, and I am yours, or, I don't know.
3: But, I think you hit the nail on the head a while earlier when you said that he wants to use the shears on his son because we know rumple would he give up his power would he give up any bit of like headway that like his destiny gives him i don't necessarily think so but i think he might think that his son's destiny of hating him like could be stripped away
0: no exactly that's what he wants to
3: do something that could hurt him Mm -hmm. Like, ah, why? This is so freaking frustrating. Yeah, I don't know what the heck is going
2: on. Man.
1: Yeah. I don't
2: know.
1: Well, on that note, since we've bummed each other out, let's get into the MVP. (laughs) The most valuable player. The character that impressed you the most and why. And we all know the special rule. If someone mentions the person you were going to uh, give a shout out to... You must select a different character. And uh, we'll start off with Priscilla.
3: I'm going to give it to Aladdin, actually. Because like, it felt like an infusion of just like what I missed out on ages ago. Which is just someone like devil may care. Someone mercurial. Someone who can learn from their mistakes. Someone who brings up new and in- intriguing storylines. And brings out the best in other characters, too, because it's interesting to see him with Jasmine. And it's cool to see Emma be, like, big sister Emma and both be reliable and, like, um, be a mentor to someone. Like, he brings out the best in the characters he's with. So, loved it, Aladdin, all the
1: way. I'm gonna go next, and my MVP is... Henry, for his pleas. No. What? No, it's not Henry. Oh, Henry. <laughs> no, it's not Henry. <laughs> for the power of pleas. No. Uh, my MVP for the episode is Emma. For, uh, I guess, not to echo what uh, Priscilla said about Aladdin, but because of her interaction with Aladdin, I-, I feel like the Emma character is becoming stronger with each episode, even though she's being portrayed as being weaker because of the hand trembling and uh, her dire fate of being unknown and all that kind of stuff but I I like seeing Emma grow as a character and I feel like each episode she's growing more and more and I'm loving her interactions with Aladdin because it's almost like a, a savior support group and she can mentor a little bit Aladdin, and Aladdin can mentor her a little bit as well, you know, to sort of like show her maybe the way not to be a savior in a sense, or or the things not to do, the things that you might end up regretting doing if you're a savior. I, I like them together, and I like what they're doing with Emma this season, and I thought she had some really strong and powerful moments with Aladdin this episode and much like what Katie said, I'd love to call back to the pilot episode one with the cider and then the crash and the sign and everything. So uh, kudos to Emma this episode and uh, Katie, who's your MVP and why?
2: Okay, well, I was going to choose Henry, but since you didn't choose Hook, I am actually going to go with Hook.
1: You're um, going to give Henry because the power because- please?
2: No, I was going to choose him because he forgave Hook and moved on. Oh, look at you. I don't care about the stupid please thing.
1: Oh, right now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) She's like, Katie's like, when I go to places, I don't say please, all right. But I do say thank you.
3: (laughs) Oh, gosh, I wish Brittany was here just because she'd be like, Jeffrey, please. I
1: know, right? And then I'd be like, juicy. woo (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh,
2: so, anyways, I'm not gonna choose Henry. I'm actually gonna go with Hook, um, just because I, I talked about it a little bit earlier. But just to see the character development, even just in this episode um, between the the past and the present, um, and then to compare him to when he was first on the show for the first few seasons, it's he's come a long ways and it just it's really cool to see play out i love character development it's one of my favorite things to see happen on tv and books just anything um so seeing it happen with him is great i love i love it and um he's come a long way he didn't uh seek revenge or he didn't hurt his brother and gave him another chance and uh He owned up to his past mistakes, so kudos to him.
1: So let's get into rating the episode. Uh, Remember, it's on a scale of 1 to 10 apples. The point system is allowed, and of course, if the episode, if you deem it worth more than 10 apples, you may grant it the coveted golden apple and uh, we'll go in the same order. So, Priscilla, you are first at rating the episode.
3: You know, usually I'm the Russian judge with this, but I really liked this episode, notwithstanding that awful like moment with like Regina and Rumple, and that might that maybe trip up with Will. Bell forgive Rumple for the thousandth time. Like the, those both take point five of a point away from me so instead of it being golden or ten I'm giving it a nine nine apples this was this was a very good episode to me I would watch it again it was beautiful it was well written and I didn't I didn't look at my phone throughout all of it which is a good measure of how good an episode is if it <laughs> keeps me entertained so yeah nine
1: I'm going to give the episode an 8 for me it was just okay I mean it wasn't spectacular it wasn't horrible I was entertained and I enjoyed for the most part what I saw in the episode it just didn't dazzle me so if I would give it a letter grade it would be a B and so a B is about 80 percent and so that's why it gets an 8 for me an 8 out of 10 apples Uh, Katie what about you
2: I'm actually going to give it a 10. I'm not going to give it a golden, but I will give it a 10 because I really, really enjoyed it. I loved the CGI, the look of the Nautilus, um, getting Liam the second, finally following up on that story. Um, Captain Nemo is awesome. There's a lot of Hook and Henry. It was was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, The only... I would give this a golden apple so quickly, but that whole Regina, or sorry, the evil queen and gold thing happened, and that just grosses me out. So that's that's keeping it from a golden from me, but uh, I will give it a 10.
1: Okay, so we have 8, 9, 10. I like it. So Katie, it's Halloween, but I know you've got some good stuff for us, so you might have some treats for us instead of tricks with the spoiler section don't you
2: (laughs) uh yeah i think i do so it is time to get a little spoilery let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of once upon a time this is an official spoiler alert
0: spoiler alert
2: as always, you can check out our official, our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash Starbrook Weekly Mirror. And you can also visit my site at starbrookmirror.tumblr.com. So we don't have too much to go over, but there are some fun things to talk about. Um, there was some filming done this past week that people were able to see and report on. Um, one was for episode 10 Which is titled Wish You Were Here And that was when we saw Robin in his Fairytale Land clothing and then Regina And she was in her Mayor Mills clothing I believe um, So they filmed They filmed for the episode Um Hook, Charming and Emma filmed a scene on the streets Of Storybrook is kind of seen like the same Setting as with the Uh the um, the hooded
0: figure.
2: Ooh. Um, except Snow wasn't there, and Henry was not there. The either. hooded figure is Robin. Um, what? <laughs> He's come to break their love up because they got a chance, and he and Regina didn't. He wants Hook. <laughs> oh my
3: gosh
1: That, that is
2: a bro TP,
3: and you know it. <laughs>
2: So anyways, they did film a scene and Emma was carrying a sword. The only thing different from the vision was that Snow was not there and Henry was not there as well. Um, also, that same scene, um, the evil queen was there with the hooded figure and she was apparently, I don't know, if she was fighting him. I think that's what I heard. I'm not sure. for sh- I'm not for sure on that. But I know that she was thrown to the ground. So, Evil Queen was thrown to the ground after a struggle. Well, that's interesting. Um, Grumpy, yeah. And then Grumpy and Doc were filmed something. I didn't hear any set reports on that. I just know that they were there for filming. He was saying something sassy. um, Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, Also, Morpheus was there, and people have been guessing that Morpheus is the one under the hood. Because he was filming, but he was not seen.
3: And oh. only, well,
1: how would that make yeah. any sense?
3: What the hell would that mean? Yeah, like I'm so confused. <laughs> I have I look no forward to hearing idea. Theories, I know
2: I have heard the theory, and it has something to d- Katie. Share with us I, the theory. I don't know actually. I don't, I don't, I all I've heard is that people believe that it's Morpheus under the hood. I am not positive that is, but why, sure. how would
1: that make sense though?
2: I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. It's connected to Emma somehow, and I have not gone into theories enough to find out why. So that's that's up to our imagination, I guess.
1: Oh gosh, Katie.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry I <laughs> disappointed. But Katie, uh, that was a I trick. We'll that was not out. a treat. I so, I oh, I gave you a trick. See? See, there had to be one trick. Yeah, bro. I guess. <laughs> Um okay Belle and Lena also filmed scenes uh, It was something with some Green screen because they were They were in the green screen stage There
3: Um I see what then, you did there Zelina I green screen
2: Oh <laughs> I love it <laughs> Okay, and then the next bit of very interesting filming information. Um, I am not positive that this is for the 10th or the 11th episode, but I believe it is for the 11th episode. Um, Jennifer Morrison is doing a picture countdown to the release of Sundogs, I believe, or something like that. Um, But she posted a picture of her behind the scenes and she is asleep in a bed. And she looks like she's been sleeping for a really long time, uh, and it is in a green screen place, which indicates fairy tale land setting.
0: Hmm. Uh-huh.
2: So I'm super curious what's going on because people are speculating that either she's under a sleeping curse, someone put her under a sleeping curse to save her, possibly, or. There is, this is like an alternate universe episode where the curse never okay,
1: happens. Okay, see, I could see that happening oh. if it involves, mm-hmm. but here's my problem. If it involved Morpheus, the actor that played Morpheus wasn't playing Morpheus. He was playing Bell's and Rumple's son, pretending to be Morpheus. Yeah. So if they're yeah. using the same actor, like that thing confuses me, and and they'd have to explain that because I'm like, he wasn't Morpheus to begin with. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying?
2: He's like that's what he looks like, obviously, but he is not Morpheus. He's the character, the body of Morpheus, I guess. I say. wouldn't
1: say that even the body. He just pretended to be Morpheus.
2: Well, yeah, he because he was like in
1: charge of that dream world the because body, the right. the sands or whatever was sprinkled yeah. on him.
2: Mm-hmm. So, he yeah, he was just pretending to Correct. be.
1: Correct. So, if they're bringing him back, and. Because I could see Morpheus being involved, because if it's dreams, mm-hmm. and if he shows Emma, I... you know, what life would have been like had blah, 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 because of whatever, 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 because she has to be asleep, and for some reason, sleeping curse. I get it, but, like, the actor. Would have to be different to be Morpheus because that wasn't Morpheus because they specifically said that. Yeah. So that would be confusing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't know if he's even there. Then, like, we don't know. We just know that Emma was asleep in a bed in a fairytale setting.
3: Love yeah. how you were right in 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 a past spoiler. Like, you were doing the can't say ones. And mm-hmm. they asked if we would go back to the Enchanted Forest. And they said, can't say.
1: Lies! <laughs> lies! Yeah, <This> is
3: true.
2: <laughs> I'm super excited. Like, I don't know if it is a Sleeping Curse. Or if it's an AU episode or whatever. But I am really excited for it. I would be good with either. Because they're in Enchanted Forest again. I love when they're in, in the Enchanted Forest in the modern day. I think it's fun. So, I guess. I guess we'll find out. Maybe there'll be more spoilers that come out um, yeah. this next week. So even, that, would
1: be, that would be after the midseason finale if we go M&A. with sort mm-hmm. of like episode counts from before. Even though we don't really know how they're doing the season as far as if mm-hmm. there will be a large gap.
2: Hmm. We know ten will be the last one before the Christmas break. At least we just don't know when eleven will be back for sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I guess I mean I'm assuming it. The tenth episode will end with either if it is Emma being put in a sleeping curse, she'll be in a sleeping curse and be cast into the enchanted forest or they'll all be in the enchanted forest again and then it'll kind of fade out you know And we'll be like exactly
1: yeah i could see that happening like i could see her that scene Mm -hmm. with her in the bed waking up like it's i could see that happening and and maybe i don't know like uh the door opens and it's charming and um and snow and like regal attire and like emma's like what Mm -hmm. and then like you know fades to black Once upon a time, we'll be back in 2017.
0: (laughs) Oh, that
3: would be so great. Please have this happen. I'm crossing my fingers.
1: With (laughs) brand new untold stories, now told from the Enchanted Forest.
2: (laughs) I'm excited. I'm crossing my fingers. I hope we get something like that. Moving past that, um, we have, or moving past filming spoilers, we have um, some... Just little teases that they've given through spoiler room scoops. Um, as we saw per the promo, the shared heart between Stone Charming will be coming into play. Um, I'm assuming that will be this next episode, which, just a quick shout out, the promo looked really cool for this next episode. Yeah, I'm so confused. I'm really, really What's excited. What's in the vial? Mm-hmm. Katie, I, know, I hope you better yeah. tell us. I'm, I'm excited to find out. Uh, but I, yeah, so I'm really, really excited for this next episode, just purely based off the promo. Um, so the next little bit of information is people have been asking, you know, are we going to be seeing Belle's mom again? And they always say, we don't know, but they gave an answer this time and they said that there are no immediate plans to revisit the character as of now. So we did get a solid answer finally. Do for we that. really
1: need to see her? Like, no offense to the Bell mom fans out there, but yeah. I just can't see, like, what in the past, because that would be, like, deep into Belle's past.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Unless we're gonna get, like, child Belle for some reason. Yes. Okay, so the next bit of information was, we're kind of talking about the mystery of who killed Charming's father. And it looks like that's not going to come into play right away. Possibly. Um, we'll get it and we will get an answer before the end of the season, but we'll be dealing with him wrestling over, you know, the secret keeping and everything until we get the blatant answer. So I guess we'll find out, but I'm curious about that just because the next episode is charming, a charming flashback with, with his mom. So I would be surprised if we don't get somewhat of an answer next episode. Um, But I guess we'll find out. Um, There is a press release out for next episode, so I will read that right now. Um, This is the seventh episode, which is titled Heartless, and it was written by Jane Essenson, which is exciting. So here's what the press release reads. In a flashback to the Enchanted Forest, Bandit Snow dodges a bounty hunter known as the Woodcutter, while Shepherd David goes on a fateful journey to sell his family's farm. In Storybrook, the evil queen threatens to destroy the town and everyone in it unless Snow and David surrender their hearts. As Emma, Hook, and Henry prepare to defend Storybrooke, Snow, David, and Regina search for a magical sapling created by the first spark of true love. Regina uses golds. And the evil queen's burgeoning romance, whatever, against them. And Selena offers <laughs> Belle some friendly advice. So lots, are, lots is going to happen. Wait, in so next she episode. knows that they
1: want to bang?
3: <laughs> wow. Uh, Maybe she can feel it. Oh, I hope like she can't feel it because that would be like, gross. What the heck?
1: <laughs> but that's interesting. Well, the the, is, is
2: the sapling.
1: Doing? That sounds interesting. So this mysterious sapling is in Storybrook.
3: Apparently. You know, what sort of advice are you giving Belle? You can't even give pregnancy advice. You got rid of it after, like, a fucking onion ring. <laughs> like, what? Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I
2: don't... I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> but it seems like there's a lot going on. For sure. And I'm really excited that we get Bandit Snow again, as well as uh, Farm Boy Farm
1: Charming. Boy Charming.
2: And Ruth is back.
1: I love me some Ruth.
2: Ruth is one of my favorites.
1: I what? love me some Ruth.
2: Yes, she is. She oh. is one of my favorite kind of recurring guest stars who comes in every so often. I love her so much. She's so happy and she loves her so I know. And she was even uh, happy when she was dying. She's great. I know. Yes, I was she, like, she, what she, the heck? I need to be you. Oh,
1: gosh.
2: <laughs> She's great. I love her. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we got that to look forward to next episode. Um, but that's it. Um, promotional photos did come out, so you definitely want to check those out on our site um, at Um, And on the initial ratings came out, unfortunately, we have to remember that the show was up against the World Series, a very... I mean, a very intense game that people were tuning into, um, as well as some big football game, I believe, was going on. Was it football? I feel like it was. I don't keep yeah, it up was with football. sports, th- but I'm pretty it sure it was, was football.
3: I think it was the Cowboys. The, the ratings like, have been yeah. horrible regardless. Yes, um.
2: but have to keep in mind that it was up against two very big sports games, and those sports games brought in huge ratings. Uh, But the show did go down a tenth from last week's ratings to a 0.9 in the demographics, which is the lowest the show has ever gotten, unfortunately. Um, It also dipped down a little bit to 3.04 million viewers. Um, It was still ABC's highest-rated drama on Sunday night which is good um, but ratings suck lately man for everything new shows are hardly getting uh, one point even threes um, I haven't seen anything really in the 2.0s which is uncommon um, The ratings this year are just horrible like if you compare them even to last year they're horrible yeah. this year and everything everything so Man, I don't know. It's tough. So just just keep watching. I mean, if you're, it's important that you watch live. the watch live guys. or
1: via DVR, DVR within the first three days. Guys.
2: DVR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So do that, and then um, rewatch the show via Hulu on demand or ABC. Just put in put in that effort if you can. Um. So keep it up. Hopefully we'll. We'll see a rise maybe next week to even a 1.0 in the demographics. So we will cross our fingers and hope for that.
1: I believe I've noticed that whenever it's a hook-centric episode, a lot of people, they they claim that they're boycotting the show that week. A lot of the internet seems Mm
2: -hmm. like the hook haters. Oh, good lord, yes.
1: I don't know, I don't think that really affects because like how many of those hook haters are Nielsen- you know, families.
2: Exactly, it doesn't at all. It it does not affect it. They can cry all they want, but it doesn't affect it.
1: You um, actually have to be a Nielsen family.
2: Bar, girl, bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, bro. And I'm gonna be honest. I mean, they they always claim, you know. It was because uh, of us. He always brings in a low rating. I know, and you're like, well, okay. So the general audience, which is not picky internet people who are petty, um. They, the general audience, is not like you, and they don't care whose backstory it is. They just want to watch the show, so they don't—they don't care. I mean, they're gonna tune in regardless. So, go on with your boycotts, but it ain't doing anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I as a Katie cackles behind her cauldron.
3: Her side with this, <laughs> like I—I I don't know, like it, it. it I completely agree. It's just it was up against some hardcore sporting events, and it's it's been a low season, a low turnabout. Like like Jeffrey said, like all this season with every show. So Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about it getting canceled, unless the actors themselves say we don't want to do this anymore. Like the ratings are.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Even the biggest rated drama. Empire has like low ratings compared to last season although its low ratings are spectacular compared to 99% of the dramas the hour-long dramas that are currently airing but even its spectacular ratings are not as spectacular as last season so something's going on with the ratings I hope they figure it out because it's just it's weird to see shows that I believe should be doing well, especially considering Mm -hmm. the fan base and how much it trends via all realms of social media for it to get, Mm -hmm. you know, a point nine, I mean, that just doesn't make sense. 0.9 means 900,000. Like, I mean, that's a Mm -hmm. lot, obviously. But it's not a lot compared to... Its social media presence and like what people tweet and mm-hmm. uh, the mentions and you know, hashtags and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, hopefully they figure it out.
2: I will also say, I will also say that while it is low and it's sad that it's going fractional, um, if you take a look, once upon a time is in its sixth season, and compared to Quantico and other shows like Secrets and Lies, stuff like that, which are only in their like second mm-hmm. season. They're getting like zero point sevens, and once is getting zero point nines in their sixth season. So, I mean, it's still doing good compared to other shows. It could be better, obviously, but it is still doing good compared to other shows, which are very not into, not very far into their seasons um, compared to this show, which has been on for yeah. a long time. So, and it's still carrying their top-rated dramas every Sunday night so far. So. Cross our fingers that they take that into consideration.
1: I agree. All right. So, listeners, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with
0: us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrook Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com.
1: Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night and a happy Halloween.
3: Good night, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. Have a juicy week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio Archives. New episodes stream via poppychularadio.com every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Good night and happy Halloween.